Roll another blunt. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. What's up, Joes, and welcome to another episode of the Sunday Session. This week's Sunday Session, we're going to call the After the Bell Edition. And joining me for his first Sunday Session, you know him well, Ryan Dempsey. What's up, buddy? Hey, buongiorno. Buongiorno. Welcome welcome to the Sunday (laughs) Session. Yeah, I am... uh... I'm unfortunately dry at the moment. Well, you're drinking, and, so it's uh, fine. But, but also, and also, I, I can't really justify smoking at noon with two kids. Right, right. But, so instead, and, you but, drink you know, Heineken. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So it's you know, it's <laughs> the end of the week, so it counts. Yeah, I mean, hops, hops is a cousin of weed. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah, hops, hops is just weed's cousin, so it's it's perfectly okay. There is a dude. There's a brewery. Um, here uh, in Grand Haven, which is like ten minutes from Mesquite, it's like the next county over south of us. Um, they have a a beer called uh, so, it's like something Dank or Dank IPA or something like that. And I haven't tried it, but somebody was telling me about it, and it apparently smells like weed. Oh, so I need to go try this beer. I think my drummer was actually telling me about it yesterday. <laughs> Or Friday, Friday night when we were drinking, we were talking about different beers from different breweries around the Muskegon and, and close area. Because for how small Muskegon is, I mean, we have three or four breweries in our little county, and then Ottawa County, which is where Grand Haven is, and it's literally just over the fucking bridge, has two just in their little ass downtown um, armory and odd sides, so... West Michigan, man, we doing it. Light this, light this bowl real quick. Yeah, twenty eighteen is a fun time here in Ontario too. Is we can be soon going to the LCBO and just grabbing our wine, our beer, our whiskey, and our weed. Yeah, that's gonna be fucking cool. So then time we, the liberals did something. <laughs> then we can do some proper Sunday sessions. Hell yeah! Kids go out of town. They'll be like. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, if the kids are leaving the town, it'll be like night at night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the kids are gone. Gone to see grandma and grandpa. And dad, gets yeah. to, dad gets to have a little Sunday session. Yeah. yeah. Those, those days will be coming soon. That will, uh, that'll be the first ever fucking trio Sunday session because we'll have Raph with us. That's, yeah. <clears throat> I was actually I was talking to him last night after the fights, and he goes, Aren't you guys doing after the bell? I said, no, nah, we turned it into a Sunday session. He's like, nice. Um, <laughs> He's the reason I why I, I came up with Sunday I didn't, session. I didn't, I didn't tell him that, or I didn't say anything about just uh, the one the one smoker, the one drinker, but you'll soon hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had people that don't smoke on. Zach came on and just yeah, drank. Zach, yeah, yeah. Kyle, I've, I got to set one up with Kyle. We talked about it. We just haven't. He's so fucking busy, too, so it's, it's hard to try to coordinate, but... Yeah, I'm not opposed to having. I'm not opposed to having people who don't smoke. I just started the Sunday session as a reason to smoke with Raphael, basically. 
Right. Yeah. I was like, hey, dude, let's let's smoke together. That's <laughs> that's why I started doing Skype video because like you and I were already doing audio call, but I was just like, all right, Raph, we're going to fucking let's do it on video and we can smoke together. And then it just kind of was like, hey, let's start doing the show this way so I can look at you and go, hey, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was on with us, too. Yeah. He popped up on video like, oh, I guess I'll do it, too. Yeah. And then I figured it. Actually, when I was uh, when I went on the full heel there uh, last year, he even said that he's like, I don't understand how you and Jeff talked through Skype and never once videoed until I came on. I'm like, bye. Well, <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we never thought about it. We, we never thought about it because before, I mean, for the longest time, even when we were just doing the Facebook, you had uh, the Facebook Messenger calls. You had your phone. So it wasn't like you were yeah. going to sit there and stare in your phone, and then we had you on Dave's computer, so it wasn't like we could all look at each other. So it was no point, and it was just like old hat when you and I started doing it, so we never thought about it either. Yeah. I mean, and I'm... I'm now, now stupid. I... I figured it out on my own. Yeah, well, and now it's just like, I feel weird if I don't do it. Like, I'm just staring at my tablet screen instead of looking yeah. at the person I'm talking to. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's funny because like, especially when I first got the tablet because with the phone I had to it's like hold it up so like whatever, but the tablet would have it sitting beside me and I would just stare at a wall. Right. I'm like, oh, there's a little mark on that wall. I should clear that after the show. Like it was like, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it's nice with the video because then it's like it's more personable, you know. It's like you're talking to someone face to face. Yeah, you're having an actual conversation with somebody instead of just yeah. <laughs> having a phone call with them. I like it. I like it better. It's intimate. Yeah, yeah we were going to try to do After the Bell last night, but I was fucking was wiped. So wiped out and super high. We, we, I don't know how I'm... I ate way too much food, and we smoked a bunch of weed, and I was just... I don't know how you made it either. Like, I was... Yeah, because I was up at... I got up at four. I got up uh, before my alarm clock. Fuck, dude. And just did my thing, went to work, got home, tried to take a nap, didn't work. We ran out, did our groceries and stuff, came home, just tidied the crap out of the place. And then started, I started doing laundry, and then the fights were on. I was like, I'll probably fall asleep. And then we had talked about possibly switching it from last night to today. And I figured it's probably best for me. Next thing I know, once that main event started, the whole time... I mean, even to like like twenty seconds left in the fifth round, I was still waiting for Ngano to somehow land that shot. That so like, was so I. Heart was just like, oh, is it like is it going to happen? Is it not? Like the anticipation of what's going to happen just kind of gave me that adrenaline rush. So as I looked at the clock, it was like two thirty. I'm like, all right, I'm going. I'm gonna, I'm up for almost twenty three hours <laughs> at this point. I should go to bed. Like, I was just I could not get tired. Like it was just. I got to start, I think, booking Saturdays off the, the for Saturday night fight because like, I need to get a good night's sleep on this Saturday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, forget the Saturday. It's the Saturday. I, then, so I was like, when they were, I was like wide awake for it when they were up on the feet, but as soon as it hit the ground and nothing was really going on, I'd start kind of uh, nodding. And it was, I never fell asleep during the fight, but I kept catching myself nodding. And, yeah. but then... I get into bed 
and I was looking at something, and I end up going down a fucking rabbit hole of, like, Facebook videos for 25 minutes. I'm watching, like, I don't even know. I went all over the place, like, just watching one video after another of things that came up. But it was, I like... Hate that, hate that thing with Facebook there where you, you click on the video, and it's, like, more videos. So you scroll down, and, it, like, before you just, like, would hit the video would just play. Yeah. Now then it has it so it opens up a whole different page and shit. They get screws you up yeah you lose 25 minutes of your day no problem i was watching all these little like three minute wwe countdown videos and stuff like those things always get me whenever i see like especially when it's like attitude era yeah they would show that kind of stuff i'm like oh here like, we go oh man i look out my i look at the, my tablet and i was like oh my god it's fucking it's like two something in the morning go to fucking bed <laughs> You didn't. That's you all, didn't yeah. want to do the fucking podcast because you didn't want to be awake until yeah. four o'clock in the morning, and you got sucked down a K hole. And here we are anyway. Right, <laughs> right. Just turn that was on. Exactly, yeah, like, like last night, like for no reason whatsoever, I was just so wide awake. I'm like, I'm gonna start cleaning. So I start like cleaning the living room, clean the kitchen, take the garbage out, cat litter. Like I'm just like, I'm like just so wired. After the, just from the what-ifs of that fight, that even when it, it, it was ended and Stipe won, uh, I just could not come down from it. Because it was, like, I mean, it was such uh, an anticipated fight. It's not like like when Woodley and, and Wonderboy fought the second time. It wasn't, it didn't have that. Right. Like, it, <laughs> even though it was a title fight, it was, you guys kind of figured it was either going to be, uh, a wonder why knockout or a ground and pound for five minutes. It would go But this fight had just so many question marks and variables that you right. did, like I said, 20 seconds left and Gondo swung and you're just like, Ooh, that connected. And it's like, you just, you had to see that thing end Doros. You didn't know what could happen. So yeah, I like, that's, I was feeling that too. Every time it got to their feet, even though he could barely stand up and he couldn't breathe, like any shot could have been the one. Yeah. Even from Steve, like Steve landed a couple, and I was yeah. like, oh, that could, like, it, he just didn't know which way it was going to go. I thought he was going to put him out, too. Like, I messaged that to you, I think it was, like, in the second or third round, like, oh, shit, Steve is actually going to knock him out. Like, this is, this is, like, going to be a knocker for Steve. No way, like. So, usually, if my thing goes, I've learned now, if my phone goes off during a fight, I know it's you, right. and I don't look at them because I don't want to kick. I always forget the delay. I, I think forget. I think I might have been ahead of you tonight or last night, actually, at some point. So I think because you had messaged me something about one of the other fights when it ended, but I had already it already had happened for me or something. I don't know, but I wasn't yeah. sure. So I was just yeah. like, nope, not gonna Those do it. Fight. Which one? Yes, twenty-eight. That's what it was. Volante. The Volante yeah, fight. Like, get, that, get that fucking judge out of the arena. Like, that was like, terrible. Terrible. You have if you want to say, you know, thirty twenty-seven, whatever. If you want to say twenty-nine twenty-eight, Volante, okay. But you can't say when when two judges have a three nothing and you have a two one the other way. You have a two to one the same way as the other two. Maybe you saw something they didn't. There's no way that Volante lost two rounds. No. There's no way. No. Like, no. that would be the same 
should have given Ngano a, a 50-45 score scorecard. Like, well, and when like, they read that score, you could see Volante's face. He was just like, man, I'm going to yeah. get fucked again. Yep. yep. And then when he heard the 30-27, he was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, like, he's like, all right, all right. I'll take the... Well, even Joe Rogan even said, what do, you, what do you think about the split decision? Like, they, he made sure to make a point of asking him about it. Which, yeah. It was kind of interesting to ask the fighter about the judging instead of the performance. Like, because, you know, you don't want to run a rip apart the judges because you end up fighting there again. You don't want to have uh, bad words said about someone that could be judging another fight of yours. Right, right. Um, What did you think about you? You saw, you got to see the, the prelims, right? You didn't get to see the earlies, obviously, the fight pass ones, but did I you saw, see the. Uh... The only. I saw the uh, the highlight of the two eighteen rematch, the, oh, uh, uh, the Hamasi and and Elasan. Yeah, yeah, that was the only uh, prelim I saw. Otherwise, uh, I only saw the main card uh, last night. Okay, well that's all right then anyway because I got to rewatch the prelims. I missed a lot of it because I was doing shit, doing. I, I love knocked him out good. That like, dude, yeah, first... he he statemented that one. And that's why I love that he like like okay, it wasn't early stoppage the first time. Probably wasn't gonna end differently. This would have been a couple more seconds of ground and pound there in the first fight, but last night he made sure, and the way he just stood over him and just like really, oh yeah, really put the exclamation point on that knockout. Well, the only reason I brought it up, I I just wanted before we even like kind of get into any kind of fights, I just wanted to get your uh, overall thoughts on the card itself. Being that we didn't, it wasn't. It wasn't stacked with a lot of names besides the, you know, the two title fights was obviously the big selling point and the rest of it was just kind of filling fights and, and stuff that needed to happen. Um, what did you, what did you think of what you did get to see overall? I mean, the main card, I mean, I will probably give it like a solid B plus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the opening fight was exciting with uh, Almeida and Font. Uh, the second one uh, we went to decision, which we talked about there, which is kind of crappy there. But the third one with uh, uh, Cater and um, uh, Burgos, that was a fun fight out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, the co-main event went the way I figured. I thought submission over TKO. Yeah, I did. But it's but there was still, like we talked about the other night, there was that Ken Vulcan land the shot. And then, obviously, the main event, we've uh, just kind of went over already. So, I mean, like, it did, the card held its own, um, all things said. Like, it, for a card that everyone was kind of crapping on um, as being a two-fight and then the rest of it just being filler, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was a fun card. The, the only fight I didn't see of the whole <laughs> card was um, the opening fight of the early prelims, but... Um, I need to rewatch the FS ones again because, like, like I said, we were kind of, kind of bullshitting during some of them. I was doing some like prep work for food in the kitchen. I had had them playing on my iPad, but you know I was fucking cooking chicken, so I couldn't really pay attention. I just kind of had to right. there to hear the sound. But um, the only two I really watched closely were the Hamasi and Alassane fight. Obviously, because I ended and I got it. I missed the first round of uh, Pantoja and Ortiz, and ended okay. up ended up seeing the second and, and most of the third. But like Boschnack and Davis, I was cooking, so I'm gonna watch. I I DVR'd them, so I'm gonna watch them 
before Tuesday, and I'm going to rewatch the main card again just for the hell of it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'd i say a solid B plus for sure. Yeah. It turned out to be yeah, a pretty I mean, good card. Yeah, I mean, just going off only the uh... – going off only uh, the, the main card itself you could almost give it an a a minus if, uh, if it wasn't for the uh Barroso volante just because it was kind of yours what you thought was going to be just like the iffy no one's probably gonna get the finish it's probably gonna be a decision it wasn't going to be exciting the other fights all delivered what the, what you wanted them to deliver Yeah, I I I thought it was it was a solid card <clears throat> for what was on it. I mean, even the um, it was a tough night for the the contender series guys. Some of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Brandon Davis. Obviously, the uh, the Arce and, and Eag fight was two of them. So, but uh, Matt Bissette. Had a pretty rough go of it. Then Enrique Barzola. But, um, yeah, it was, it was fun. Enjoyed myself. We had a good time. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Cater-Burgos fight was the surprise. I think the surprise of the, the night for me. Yeah. Yeah, because the way that he came back, because he was looking like it was uh, – Burgos was just going to – go through the third round to get the win and Cater just delivered starched him i i just i screamed i was like ah yeah. like one of those um i was pretty i didn't think rob font would beat thomas almeida either i was you know what i i, I would have picked almeida because um almeida only loses to the the, the big guys like those are his losses um but as I, like, when the knockout happened and I was thinking about that, they made me wonder, like, maybe Font's going to be now that upper echelon fighter. Like maybe, like, maybe there's something to him that I haven't seen when I watch his fights. Like, maybe this is what's going to give him the chance now to get the, the next big fight going forward. Like, maybe he's going to slowly be groomed into a possible contender. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe it's Almeida is the guy that just loses to champions. <laughs> Or to to the highest level, I should say. It was a it was a good performance on Rob Font's part, definitely. Yeah, definitely a good performance on his part. Um, I thought, you know, like we said, Cormier did exactly what we all kind of thought he would do against Ozdemir. Yep. <clears throat> and I said he was going to stand in early and test what what his power was like and see what he could do. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly what he yeah. And Cormier Cormier landed some pretty good shots too. Uh but yeah, I mean yeah, he did. soon yeah, he, he he hit him pretty good. He got some some good uppercuts and some hooks and stuff and I mean people don't people kind of sleep on Cormier's hands, but Cormier yeah, he, can like, throw hands. Like, it's like we said the other night there, like the the boxing to wrestling. Yeah. He's a wrestle boxer. Yeah, that's. I mean, and I really thought that when he dropped to his knees, I thought he was just gonna. Del- I thought he had like memorized John Jones's speech from two fourteen. It was just gonna go verbatim. 
I really thought he was going to take a huge shot at John Jones there. But when he ended up just kind of giving Jones the props and that like the, that kind of stuff, I, I read into it, I guess, what you will. But, I mean, when he was talking about AKA being like the best gym in the world, yeah. I kind of snickered. I snickered and I started thinking like, next month they could have two titles. And two months they could have three titles. And if King comes back healthy and can somehow find only, they could. I mean, they, there's. I highly doubt they'll walk away with four, but that camp could have four titles by the year's end, which would just be for a camp that's known to not be able to make the walk. If they could walk away with four belts, that'd be something else. Well, I mean, they they had three at one point. Did they have all at the same time? No, I guess no. Kane wasn't was champion two, right? when Rockhold. Yeah, they had two and two. Yeah, I th- I couldn't. I forgot. Rockhold didn't have his belt. This or Kane had already lost the title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they definitely do have champions there. It's just a matter of like how like the fact that they could finish this year with so many. But Kane's got a long road ahead. I mean, we can kind of jump into the main event picture in a way, like because what's left for Steve at this point? I mean, it is. It is Kane. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, you got to kind of – you have to give Verdum a rematch at some point. Yeah. In Cleveland. (laughs) You can tap out deep in Cleveland for the revenge of the knockout in Brazil. Right. Yeah. Fabricio's Fabricio's there at three – Realistically, he should get the next shot. Anything that could be said negative about Stipe too now, like, did he just happen to catch Verdum luckily? Like, did he, was he lucky that um, Overeem went for the submission instead of the ground and pound? Did he beat the old, like, anything, I think, anything that you could put, like, any asterisk if you wanted to on him? I think last night, because he, I don't know, the performance that he did, like, when he just went to the wrestling, which everyone thought he would, but they hadn't seen it at that level in the UFC. I think last night he kind of really did cement himself. I mean, consecutive title streaks mean really nothing because you could you go back to guys back in the day, they could put four or five together, but you look at the names of who they were fighting weren't really much. Right. They were just the right time. So I think, like, just the level that he's at and the fact that he trains part-time because he's a firefighter part-time is also like makes it more impressive. And realistically, we're looking at a situation where with he's got a kid on the way, he could take some time to just chill. Yeah. And they're going to make Fabricio and, and Kane fight. Yeah. Why not? Like why, why rush back? Like that's a, I mean, that's a legitimate realistic situation. Plus, if you're him, you kind of got to be pissed off anyway at the fucking blatant disrespect that he got that's, from the company. I was about to ask you what you thought about him when Dana tried to put the belt, when they announced him. And he, and gave, he tried to took it. the belt and gave it to his coach to put on him. Yeah, I, I, he's salty, bro, and he's got a fucking every reason to. 100%, yeah. Every reason to be. Every yeah, was, reason I, to be. You've been there. I saw some, like... Some people are like, why? Why did he do that? Why did he do that? Like, did you 
Did you see any of the countdowns? This was like this was Nunes versus Rousey for the heavyweight division. Yeah. That's all that was. Oh. Like there was no respect to him. He, like, I want to get paid more. We have to. You have to be a champion. I am the champion. We have to defend your belt. I've done it twice already. Well, then you have to beat this hype train. Well, I did it. Like, well, like he's like that's and that's he, the... and you don't have to give him seven, eight, nine million a fight, but just pay him. Pay him. Then, like, when, like when you find out like that in his what fifth title or his fifth fight uh, that Ngannou was walking it with five hundred thousand, and as champion. Yeah, I think he was making just under five hundred thousand when he fought um, Overeem. Right, he was making like you. You can't do that. Like no, and that's it. He's been the company dude. You know, he grumbled about. He made the noise about not getting paid, which he rightfully should, but still has been taking fights. And he's not one of those guys that like like a like, uh, Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz wants Conor McGregor money. You can't. He's not doing that. He's no. just saying pay worth. Right. And like, and what's wrong with that? Like, if you, can you imagine if you go into like your job and say like, you're a doctor and you or you perform surgery and they and like the hospital's like, okay, well, we can only give you minimum wage. Someone's someone's gonna be getting a, a missing scalpel at the end of the surgery. Yep. And that's like, it's, it's pay the man. He deserves it. Yeah. And, and 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 the fans last night, knowing all the hype on Ngano and everyone cheering Stipe in the audience, that has to open Dana Wood's eyes. Like where he, he has to now realize, like, oh, people actually do know who this guy is. I fucking hope so. I I didn't watch the press conference, so I don't know if it got brought up. I was gonna watch it today. At some I didn't point. see it either. Um, but eh, I I wasn't surprised by it when it happened i was just like oh all right yeah and and i'm all for it like hell yeah i would if i I almost like i understand he gave to his coach because of the ceremonial put it on the waist but i want him just like rip the belt from dana white's hand and just like hold it in his face or something just like 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 a like a wrestling style of, of an act, like, give me that belt, this is mine, like, you want this, you come take it from me kind of thing. Well, you saw him go over there after he won, after the fight got over, you know, before the announcement yeah. stuff, he walked right over to that side of the cage where Dana was. Yeah. So you know he said some shit. Yeah. And, and, like, and it's kind of funny because before the sale to WME, Dana was known for signing off all these huge checks. But now WME is looking at a year where their pay-per-view sales in 2017 dropped by 50%. When their live gate was their, low as shit. They're, they're in $4.2 billion of trying to pay that off. Yeah, White can't just go sign those checks anymore. Like he's got to make sure he's allowed to do it. So well, he's got to... From what uh, I heard from on Way of the Warrior... And I had mentioned it on our show, I think, was that they were saying they only took in like, was it 40? Somewhere between 40 and 60 million last year yeah. from, from Live Gate? Yeah. Yeah, like um, Brendan Schaub was on uh, the Big Brown breakdown last week. Um, <laughs> he was saying that they went from pay per view buys, went from 
2016, they did 8.2. And then in 2017, they did like 3.5. Like, you need a superstar. And now you have one. And you have it at the division that historically, we like everyone knows, heavyweights. That's where it's at. Now you have a superstar that everyone loves, everyone respects. He's a damn firefighter. He's going to be a father. So now, now he's a hero, a superhero, and a world champion. Like, promote the fuck out of him. Yeah. You don't even have to tell the story because everyone knows the story. Just promote him. Yeah. Now he's one, one more defense away, and he has all the records. Most consecutive and the most. Right now he's tied with uh, Sylvia and Couture with uh, three defenses. Oh, and yeah. he just happened to do his, From his seven. in one range. Yeah, he did theirs in two multiple, yeah. or three. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he gets that one more defense. All of a sudden, you got to talk like he can legitimately be talked about with like Fedor and 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 Mir Couture because of the top five, top four heavyweights of all time. Yeah. I, I mean, he's definitely in the – he's already for sure in the discussion of the greatest heavyweight just because of how – the way he's done it as champion. Like, mm-hmm. Randy didn't really knock dudes out. No. Um, Sylvia. Roy did. <laughs> he was, he was on the, the special sauce for most of his career. Right. Um, you know, he's been the most dominant heavyweight champion. I feel like that's that they got. I mean, I right when the fights ended, performance that, wise, I don't know if you saw like uh, like I I was on Facebook right after the fights and I I was watching like I posted right up like Stipe is officially the UFC heavyweight goat. Like there's yeah. you, you you look at every UFC heavyweight, maybe some are more well known and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to the to the X's and the O's. It's steep A by leaps and bounds. Kane had that chance, but injuries derailed him. Junior Santos had the chance, but Wars cut his career. Like, he just didn't fight smart. Right. Um, Ryan Nelson couldn't get to that upper echelon because uh, he could have been right there, too. Um, you know, Brock injury. Or Brock, yeah. The for... Shane Carlton, diverticulitis for, for Lesnar, yeah. Yeah, diverticulitis, definitely. It's it's and then... You can pick your your number two and beyond, but I just don't. I would have a hard time not calling him the best heavyweight in UFC, and that automatically puts him in the heavyweight Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Although the other one heavyweight though that could give him a run for his money is uh, Chael P. Sonnen, <laughs> a natural natural two fifteen heavyweight. <laughs> Let's be he's gonna get he's gonna get destroyed next uh next round. All depends on step. it all depends on who fucking who makes it. Well, it's, it's bracket, right? I think so. Or is it I have no idea. I, I forget how they did. I don't know if I, I can't see it being a a, a pick 'em. It has to be a bracketed tournament. I'm pretty like, sure it's bracketed, but I'm saying like who who makes it out, you know, if he's got a fight. I think he if he fights King Mo, I think he'd get past him. But the rest, I don't 
maybe Fedor. It, well, if he avoids the power, he could potentially he can out wrestle uh, Bader. That would be a that could be a really fun fight. Bader Bader's thing is, is he can knock Chael out, but so could Rampage. Yeah. And Bader is a really good wrestler, but I don't think he's as good as Chael. I think Chael's a better wrestler than than Bader. Um, uh, so Chael fights the winner. Oh yeah, of Mir and Fedor. Oh, never mind. So that that could be interesting though. If he like him taking down Mirs, you got a, a solid wrestler against one of the best heavyweight jujitsu practitioners. If he takes Mir to the ground, he is purely fucked. Or he's full of full of balls. <laughs> Just like, well, like he, but he even, has to, yeah. even still, like the the height and length advantage. If he goes into Frank Mir's guard, he's not going to be able to do any ground and pound. No, no, no. He's not going to be able and, to get close uh, enough. And I, like I don't know if you saw uh, the Bellator weigh-ins that no, they did. No. So so because. Uh, just because, they, so they did. They called the the weigh-ins there for for one ninety two, and then they brought out the other six competitors, and they had them do the, their first face off. And you know, Mir goes up there to, and uh, yeah, Mir and Fedor go up there, and Mir's gotten big in his time away from uh, from fighting. Like he's, and not like muscular. He looks like just put on like weight. Which, if he does get taken down, like it, I think it'd be harder. I think Chael had to uh, had to. Uh, spend more energy trying to take him down. It looks like, unless but Mir could be also getting to camp, cutting weight too as well. But he's looking like he's he don't fight till April, so yeah. I'm thinking, but he look, he's looking big. I'm probably oh. gonna go to that fight. Are you nice? I want to see Fedor, and it gives me an excuse to go hang out yeah. with Raphael too. No, 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 say you and Raph. Yeah, gives. Gives me a reason to go see Raphael, so. And for you, that's like, yeah, you, you getting a chance to go and see Fedor live. Like, regardless, it might not be 2002 Fedor, but it's still right. Fedor. That's what I said last night to Tony uh, when we were watching the fights. I brought that up. I was like, yo, we're going to, I want to go see this fight. Because <laughs> I did see the video, the video of just them squaring off. I didn't watch it real quick, but I was just showing her. It was like a, a picture of them squaring off. And, uh. Yeah, I said to Tony, I was like, I want to, I want to go to this fight. It's going to be in Chicago. And I was, like, I just want to see Fedor. Yeah, I don't care if it's past his prime, way past his prime, Fedor. I just be cool to see him. The worst thing, I think, the worst thing that could happen is, uh, is if Mir gets caught by Fedor and Fedor fights Sonnen, because that could be a very favorable matchup for Sonnen at this point in Fedor's career. And that could just Sonnen right in the finals. It's like. Like a Roy Nelson or a Matt Mitchell guys that could easily knock him out if they avoid the takedown, obviously. But I mean, that's the fun thing with these brackets is like, not only do you get to think about what could happen in a fight, we can also look forward to possible potential next round matchups and how can like journeys to the finals and the, that kind of stuff. I love love bracketed uh, bracketed fights. So I see on uh, BJPen.com that for the Bellator 192 salaries, Sonnen and Rampage earn three times more than McDonald and Lima. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, I they 
probably all, all walked away with even amounts all said and done. But yeah, kind of, so that's contra- uh, contractual. Uh, according to a report from MMA Fighting, McDonald and Lima each got a hundred thousand dollars, and Rampage and Sonnen got three hundred thousand apiece. Chandler Crazy. got Chandler got paid right. fifty thousand. Uh, Yamuchi was paid th- twenty th- twenty three thousand. What did Pico get? Uh, Aaron Pico got thirty thousand to show and thirty thousand to win. So he so he made more money than Michael Chandler. You know, it's quite last night I was uh talking to Kara and I was like, you know what I'm and they they tell her about Bellator because she doesn't know a lot about Bellator. She knows the UFC names that have gone there, but that's it has telling her about uh, about Tyson Chandler and like I'm really excited to get to see Tyson Chandler again and I'm thinking I'm like Tyson Chandler, that's not like Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler, like, Chris, that's the that's the old Dallas Mavericks basketball player from like uh, from like the mid two thousands. Michael, Michael, yeah. Well, I did the same thing with uh, uh, Anthony Johnson and Michael Johnson. Oh, dude, I could use so many goddamn I would, names. I, would, I had to start. I had to start calling him Rumble because if I was calling him Anthony, I would start calling uh, Michael Johnson Anthony as well. <laughs> I was doing talk to my buddy I'm like you know oh, I can't believe that Anthony Johnson's going to be fighting uh, Bruce Leroy next week he's a fighter like what the fuck are you talking about I'm like yeah Anthony Johnson the guy on Team GSP like what are you, like, what are you smoking I'm like oh yeah it's Michael isn't it <laughs> and yet somehow when it comes down to like Brazilians not a problem yeah, like, <laughs> they all they all have the same name, but I can differentiate all of them. But the second it's anyone else, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm I'm horrible with names like that. Yeah, I I struggle with names. I'm not afraid to admit it. I mean, what do you ha- what what happens? We're gonna have a roster in the UFC like 600 people, Bellator like another couple hundred guys. Like, there's bound to be similar names. We need we need more Lando Venadas. So I'm sorry. I, I saw an article about Dana White talking about Punk's future. You're fighting for a belt next. <laughs> it looks like he's getting another fight. Why not? He's welterweight, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's getting give another. Him one, he's Wonder Boy. His... Yeah, sure. Let's give him Wonder Boy. Just, here, you want it? So, you want to be a fighter. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I watch the fights and I'm like, God, I would love to do that. But I know for a fact that if given the opportunity, I would turn it right down. <laughs> I give Punk all the credit for jumping in there, but, like, let's be real, bud. I mean, you know. Probably it's not going to work out for him, but he's had another year to train. Yeah. At least he can have a better showing. Well, depends on who he gets. I just... They, I don't ex- just won't give a guy for the round. I don't expect him to win or anything, but I just want to see what the guy can do in the cage. Like, actually get a chance to see. We didn't get to see shit. Mickey took him down right away. Yeah, I mean, he what he needs to do, like, 
they should have done him the way that they did Kimbo and had him on the Ultimate Fighter. That would have been logically the best way because then he could at least train, get experience. They can get his name out there to a lot more people. That, so he actually like show what he can and can't do because he went into that fight with a lot of people doubting him right from the get-go. The problem was, though, is I don't think Kimbo probably didn't cost him as much oh, as Punk no, no, no. did. So I mean, yeah, they got to get... Re- they had to get a, try to get some kind of return off that investment quickly off a of pay-per-view. Yeah. There's another guy, CM Punk. CM Punk, in that first fight, walked away with more money than Stipe when he beat over him on that card. Yeah. Another, like, there's another, like, there's another, like, so, that's cool. Um, how much of, uh, how much of Rory's 100000 you think is going towards hospital bills? A lot. That leg, oh, good God, he took damage to that that uh, the uh, the left leg. He got yeah, his leg was fucked. Like I, we were talking there just uh, before we hit record about how like I said, like it looked like his calf was kicked from the back of his leg to the side. Like it was nasty. I've never, I mean, I've seen legs that get swollen and red and bruised, but I've never seen it that bad. Like there was one point, I forget which round it was, because I was kind of going back and forth between the, the both, but Lima kicked him and he went down. And he just like walked up and just, just delivered vicious kicks to his leg. Like it was like, bite your lip, kind of like, just like, good God. But, I, mean, he, I mean, well, he couldn't even walk out of the, uh, out of the cage. I had to carry him out. Yeah, he was a fucking war. Rory is a goddamn warrior, man. We're bred differently up here in Canada, apparently. That guy can take a fucking beating. Well, yeah, I mean, look at that. It literally took Robbie Lawler to shatter his nose to beat him to the point where, like, he couldn't see. He just saw white. It was the only reason why he never won UFC gold. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a different cat. Robbie. Fucked him up pretty good the first fight. Yeah, but that yeah that second one was a war. That was that was Rory's fight until that fifth round. Yeah, yeah. He I mean, was... he had he had Robbie was knocked out in the second and third and the fourth. He just couldn't he he just couldn't get that one shot or couldn't hit that one angle. And then yeah, it was like a minute or so into that fifth round that he just hit that. That jab square on the nose. I mean, the nose is already like busted. Oh yeah, that nose had been busted for a while. But just he just completely just shattered what was left of it. Looking, he almost walked away from that fight, looking like Michael Jackson. Oh, fucking Robbie walked away with an extra lip. Oh God. <laughs> and I remember watching that and thinking, like when he's screaming, like. He has a weird cut on his lip. And then when they showed him doing the uh, the post-fight interview and he's talking like, oh, it's not a cut. That's that's his milk actually just ripped in half. I see. Yeah, he's just, he's a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> just a mess. Dude, dude, I noticed the um, a couple of the American Chopper guys were there. Were they really? Yeah, I saw the the dad and the goofy ass brother 
um, they were a couple rows. They were like on the, on the floor, kind of behind some of the fighters. They were sitting next to somebody. I can't remember who now. I'll have to figure it out when I spot it. Were they with um, Griffin and Mighty Mouse? Yeah, maybe. Because they were, they showed Griffin and Mighty Mouse like pretty close in. I just, I'd have to go back like 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 you wouldn't to to see, but the, I specifically remember those guys getting on camera for a for a better chunk of time than in other people. They were like a couple rows behind where Amanda Nunez was. Okay, because Nunez was right towards the front. I think Pachcohea was over that way too. Okay, yeah, that was the uh, that was the Mighty Mouse shot. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Paul Senior and and I think it's Mike, Mikey or something like that were right over there. I go back and see that. That's funny, dude. It was funny as hell. We're just like, I think we were in the middle of smoking a joint, watching a fight, and I hit it, and I looked, and I was like, <laughs> "Is that the Orange County Chopper guys?" And I think it was Tony looked real quick, and he was like, "Holy shit!" And we all just started fucking cracking up <laughs> laughing. That's awesome. Yeah. Potheads, we know this shit. I'm always looking in the crowd, though. I'm always looking in the crowd, trying to find people. Well, ever like I've have uh, I've been seeing like the, the still pictures um, of fights, and I try to see like like oh Anthony Kiedis is there or someone else is there, or whatever. But when it's live and they're t- they show the fighters, the fighters just get so animated. Like there used to be times when they would show like uh, Kevin James and zoom right in on Kevin James because he's Right. Big name, but otherwise now they just show the fighters and the celebrities are kind of off to the side. You don't see them as well unless it's a big name guy like that's still like in the public eye and that kind yeah. of stuff. Well, like I always look when the walkouts are happening and shit, when they're standing and um, getting checked or talking to their corners and stuff. I always look around like I saw Chuck Zito last night. I don't know why. It's just a weird thing I do. I try to pick out. Not even so much the fighters, but just try to see people that I recognize out in the crowd. I was doing right. that shit when we were at the fights. Like, we're up in our fucking seats, and I'm looking around the cage side seats trying to spot people that I recognize. I'm pointing out the fucking Martinez brothers to Tony and my cousin, and they... they, they oh, that's right. Yeah. No idea that. who the fuck they are. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it's fucking Boogeyman Rich, or in, uh, his brother. Who? Jiu-Jitsu guys. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that reminds me, uh, I messaged you last night. Gio, Gio Martinez. I finally got around to listen to that John Donaher. Dude. Uh, Jerry. Oh, I feel like I could go into a jiu-jitsu match right now just listen to him talk. Like I feel like I have so much information and in how to do that shit right now. From I, like, I, was, uh, I was making dinner. I had my headphones in. Just listening to the show. And I literally, I, I ended up burning the potatoes at that one point because I was just like, so, like enthralled by what he was saying. Like when he was talking about leg locks and shit. Like, dude, you need to go on YouTube and watch the video of him explaining it to Joe, and just like okay. watch Joe's reaction. I could, I can almost imagine his reaction just by his tone when he was talking. Like when he was talking to me, he goes. What is the first thing you do? And Joe was like, you do this. And he goes, no, you're thinking too much. Think of this. And he's like, this. And he goes, no, that's a good one, but no. And you could just see, like, I felt like Joe Rogan's, like, eight years old, 
in like history class, and the teacher's like, "You're thinking like you know, it, just the way that he's talking to him, like it, obviously philosophy major and all that stuff." Yeah. Madonna. So obviously, like you could you could hear it in his voice that he's trying to teach Joe. Here's Joe Rogan, guy who's done jujitsu for how many decades? Right. And he could answer that he was looking for, and then when he said it, Joe Rogan's like, "Ah, oh, like he like." Fuck, man. And then when he was talking with GSP and that, that whole comeback thing and whatnot, like, that was... Dude. That it, was, like... I want to, like, listen to that segment of it and then go back and watch the Bisbing fight. Just because, like, I feel like, like that it's like a prequel. It's like, it's like Star Wars Episode One kind of thing. Like, he, like, you know so much more about the story now. I follow John on Instagram. And, like, he makes jokes, like, about the length of his Instagram post, but he's not lying. His, he writes these fucking gigantic Instagram posts that are all like super inspiring and, and things like that. And I always sit and fucking read them. Like it'll always just be a random picture of either like training or if he's talking about Gordon or Nikki or whatever, you know, it'll be a picture of them competing and he'll go into things or he'll talk about the stuff that the the team did that weekend and, and things. But it's always like, it's got this super. It's it's just got this John Donaher thing to it that draws you into it, and you're just like, right, all right. Well, when he was talking about uh, his knee injury, like, I didn't know that that he uh, his, he can't straighten his leg. Yeah, and like he's like you know like, he can't really kneel without being in pain. Just jujitsu, like it's like, and when he was saying, I think it was sur- he had a surgery done, or he was just he was sore or something, but he couldn't actually demonstrate for the, for the class. So he was describing what to do. And I think it was, I think it was Gordon Ryan was showing as he was doing it. Right. Yeah. As he was saying what to do, Gordon Ryan was showing the students what to do. And it was just like, I, I it was like, you know, another story. It was, it was like, listen to a Jedi master. It's like, it was like, it was like if, if you had, any of the listeners here haven't heard that one you take the three hours of your life and you'll be better for it well, like it was so good it's crazy how they all the way they all work together because like i believe the only one of the of the the squad that like trained and black belted under john was eddie because okay. <clears throat> I mean, it's all. I'm pretty sure they're all Henzo, but um, I think uh, well, Gordon got his under. So Gary is a Ted Dubois or Dubois, um black belt in from New Jersey, and then Gordon got his under Gary, and Nikki is working under Gary and Gordon, but now it's all through John, but. Yeah, I think right. I think Ted. I think Ted was a a uh, Henzo Gracie student too. But Eddie's the only one that that I am pretty sure of that. I love when uh, I love when they were talking about. So what do you do after you get this position? Oh, you go for for a submission hold. He goes no, you must do uh, jujitsu at Tenth Planet by like, taking that shot. <laughs> he's, like, I, he's like, I'm an asshole. I have to do that. <laughs> he's like. But just like, oh, like, I don't know. It was a such I'm, a fuck. I'm kind of surprised 
when they were talking about Connor that he didn't take a shot at Dylan Dennis. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. There's a lot of heat with Dylan Dennis and the squad, especially Gordon and, and Gary. Maybe it's, maybe it's just it's pointless for him to, do, to say anything. Yeah, maybe. Because I think, like, the, the shot that he took with uh, at 10th Planet, like, it's he's talking to, to Joe Rogan. He knows, like, it's yeah. it's, it's his buddies shitting around. Like, he <clears throat> he didn't really talk too much smack as much as it was just... No, that's not John's way. That's what I love about it. I think that's what made it so much better. Like, if you talk to other guys, like, oh. like sometimes Eddie, Eddie Bravo sometimes would just go off on the Gracies for, like... Oh, Eddie hates a, the Gracies. But and that's... He'll just go, like, that's something like he will like, and you can, and that that's not Danaher's way. You can tell like he's well, more no. about martial arts. Itself. And John's a and John's a Henzo black belt. Yeah. So it, it's just like Matt. Like part of the part of the reason Matt Sarah had so much heat with Hughes was because of the disrespect to Hoist. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. And when he went after, um, was it Trevor? Was it uh, Layman? Yeah, Mark Layman. He went after Mark Layman during the, when he was uh, on the season. <laughs> because and, uh, NGSP too. Yeah, but he went after yeah, he went mad. he yeah, got he got into it. it he got into it with with Layman because Layman was just being a straight up dick and talking shit about Hoyce. I'm thinking with the different season. I'm thinking with the uh, the comeback season. Sorry. No, that's the when... season I'm talking about. When he was when Matt was competing, um, they brought in Mark Lehman came oh, okay. in as because they didn't have coaches. They just that's, had yeah, like they had, they had specialist guys come in to help with things to run practices. Like Lehman came in to teach jujitsu. And uh, yeah, and I think because GSP had the connection to Dan, I heard was uh, so there was that connection as well because. I remember when Matt had said that tapping out to strikes or tapping or something stupid that and uh and Sarah I remember just took complete uh uh took a complete stance against uh, Hughes at that point as well. Yeah, cuz Hughes came on around this uh, on that episode or around the same time when after he'd gotten into it with Layman. <clears throat> so yeah, John John had talked about in a past episode when he was on with Joe that he didn't corner GSP for that fight because of his relationship with Matt. Yeah. Because him and Matt and are yeah, very close still. Just saying how when um uh who was it? Oh yeah, when GSP had walked away and they were talking trying to figure out what, uh, what would be the comeback. He said, "Like you know, like let's finish the fight. Let's go up a weight class and and whatnot." Yeah, they waited for Matt, and, and they couldn't do. Uh, he's like he had to, he he couldn't do it at the time because Wyden was the the champ, and he wouldn't like they were wouldn't fight each other, so they had to wait for what. <laughs> and that's when the ball started to roll. Yep, John's always fun. I always always enjoy when he comes on the Joe Rogan Experience. Just, I remember I was actually talking. I was telling Kara because I said, "Oh, man, this interview with John Donner is so fascinating," and it's so pathetic. But like, she goes, "Who's that?" And I said, uh, "So I said, okay, remember the Ultimate Fighter with JSP Koscheck?" And she goes, "Yeah." I'm like, 
Remember the guy that had the really, really bad comb over? She goes, yeah, I'm like him. Because that's the, she knows him from the show. Because every episode that he was on the show, she was like, he has to shave his head. Oh, oh everybody talked about that. And, and then, of course, like, I think when GSP fought Koshchek, his, his head was shaved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, watch the episode. He must have watched the season and realized. He's but that's the, only reason, that's the only way the character can recognize him is by time. Come over. <laughs> He's, Come over, guy who can break your leg and choke you out. He's the Professor Xavier of Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> he's so he's so fucking smart. He's so like yeah, like like I said, like just listening to him talk about stuff. Like I feel like I am a black belt because I feel like my brain was just given this like insane of knowledge that I've never heard before. Yeah, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with uh, Gary's training for his first MMA fight over in 1FC. Yeah. I think he'll uh, I think he'll end up probably Bellator after 1FC. Like after, he'll probably have a, I don't think he's going to be like the Ben Askren to stay there for a long time. Yet. I think he'll do the, the reverse Askren, start in one, go to Bellator. Go to Bellator and chase down Danis. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, Bellator likes to put on those like special, right? Like the kickboxing and stuff like that. So why not Bellator jujitsu? Oh fuck the jujitsu! Just fight him. Dennis is trying to make his MMA career in Bellator, so yeah. Let's, let's settle that fight that should have happened at uh, I think it was ADCC when he was talking a bunch of shit. Gary went after him. Yeah, the uh, I don't know. I don't, like, after listening to that conversation, I think if, if you train with Dan uh, uh, with, uh, with Dan Hurt, you're gonna end up with a belt at some point. Like, I just feel like this guy can do no wrong in life. I can definitely see. Uh, I can definitely see uh, Gary walking away with one FC gold. I mean, they've collected a lot in the jujitsu world. I mean, obviously he's got the GSP belts and shit too from an MMA, but. I mean the the, the squad's like, been super dominant in jujitsu, and they still got little Nicky coming up. He's only a purple belt, and he's taking out black belts, like high level would, black belts. I would that too when he was when he was saying that like when Henzo, Sarah, and I think there was a third one. They all come with their separate ways. Yeah, and he asked to to coat to to teach his first lesson, like to be a like a, a main leader. And Rogan asked him, like, well, how long were you in the game? He goes, well, he goes, let's see. It was a purple belt, so four years. And, and, and I was just thinking to myself, like, it's a purple belt, and he's, like, in there training guys that are black belts. It's, like, that's how advanced he was when he started. Like, to him, to him was, like, doing a puzzle. He knew the answer. It was just a matter of how do I get there. Yeah. Well, that's fucking Nikki's a purple belt. I see him advertising, like doing seminars and stuff. Why not? I mean, I mean, uh, and he could be that guy that the enigma that was the, uh, the Danaher finds the next enigma and just says, "Here you go." Like, well, I mean, you see it the way I see. Because there are always those guys that they they're, they're just a, a special cut and when they find that when they team up with the other guy was a special cut it's just it's dangerous for the world well you gotta think about it the kid 
had had no choice but to be an animal training with his brother who is you know Gordon is a, is a belt or holds the EBI belt in like three different weight classes mm-hmm. that's right um and then you know under under Gary Tonin who also holds well he gave up one so that Gordon could come back and get his title but you know Gary had like three or had won three or four EBIs. He won, right, yeah. He, he beat, he, he stepped up and beat freaking uh, Vinny Magalhaes at 205. And Gary's 170 okay. pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Gordon got a really bad cut. Like the week of the competition, he was training with somebody and they went for a flying arm bar and caught him in the eye and split his eye open. So he couldn't compete. So Gary stepped in on short notice and submitted everybody but Vinny. And that's just because Vinny's a goddamn fucking monster. Just yeah. by monster, I mean he's fat. See, because yeah, I'm still like, I mean, you know this. I think I mentioned on the show, but I, when it comes to like jujitsu, I'm still very like novice and following it, trying to follow it more and like talking with you and, and that. Like, even like not even on this show, just, just just talking in general, I've kind of uh, trying to find these names and watch these guys more and more and more, and it's because it, it is it's a it's a it's something different. To it, it gives you that that mixed martial arts uh, fill when there's a, a void in a at a time, like when there's a month where there's like only one card. You want to see something before I you know I might just throw a video game on. Now I'll try and find like a jujitsu match to watch. Yeah, I enjoy the EBIs a lot. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And the combat jujitsu that they are trying out is pretty cool, too. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's just super high-level guys. You know, 10th Planet has some great black belts. Some great black belts out there. Right? The, the Martinez brothers... Geo is an animal. He beat Eddie Cummins for the 125 belt. Or 35. 135 belt. So. He tapped Eddie. <clears throat> tapped Eddie with, I think he might have, it might have even been a leg lock. So. Geo G- don't play. <laughs> and. Actually, the one thing I learned uh, that I found fascinating was the, um, the leg locks. I didn't realize that they were so frowned upon. Yeah. And when he was telling the story about like how he had developed that system, and also he was like, I forget how the story went exactly, but it was like, why not use the leg? Like why it's there? Like you find the point, you, you do, do up what you got to do, take the submission. Or like I don't know, just. It's interesting to think that a chokehold would be okay, but a leg lock wouldn't. Yeah, or an arm bar. I mean, you can break yeah. somebody's arm. Kamara's, we've seen. Yeah, like Frank a little knock. Huh. Yeah, he's broken two Frank arms. Has, has, has Sylvia, I think it was, Sylvia and Noguera. He has yeah. his arms. Uh, yeah, on the, on the... Broke Sylvia's in an arm bar and Noguera's in a Kimura. And he had was... to... when he when he when he when he had Sylvia. 
and you hear a puppy like, "Oh, I'm good," and Frank Miller's like, "It broke, it broke forever." But like, no, no Garras was. I remember watching the thing live, and he's tapping like, "Oh, how's he gonna get out of this thing?" Because he had just rolled, and he went, but he was still in the same position. When you see that thing just snap, it's like, woo! That's, that's that. Good. That's that old school Brazilian jiu-jitsu, though, man. That's how Henzo. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why how Sakuraba broke Henzo's Sakuraba. arm. Yeah. He, he would you hear tap. the? Uh, did you hear the JRE fight campaigner from last weekend? No, with the one with Jimmy. Yeah. So Eddie Bravo was on it too, and they were talking. They were just talking about how they you make a mistake during a broadcast, and they were just talking about you know getting the guy's name wrong or this and that. And I guess uh, during that fight uh, in Pride, Eddie was co- uh, was comment uh, commentating on it. And he said, What's the, why I, don't know, I don't know why Sakuraba is trying to do this. Like, he's not going to tap Henzo. And he said like five seconds after he finishes his sentence, the arm snapped and the fight was over. And he's like, well, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's just some of those guys, yeah, man. That old school. Eddie, Eddie was uh, Eddie was interviewing Randy Couture, I think it was, and he, uh, for whatever reason, he was in the cage on the microphone talking. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, congratulations, Chuck." And he and he walked through the cage, and everyone's like, "You, that's Randy Couture." He goes, "Yeah, I don't know." He goes, you just called him Chuck. He goes, "No, I didn't. No, I didn't." He says, like, "I sat down next to and and uh, I sat down next to you, Joe, and." And I asked you, and you were like, yeah, you said Chuck. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to get fired. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't last long. Oh. I liked his, uh, the way that he scored the fights, though. Like They were talking about having like, just notes and notes and notes after each round. So instead of saying he looked good on his feet, he could say specific things about it. Yeah. His breakdowns in between rounds when they used to go to him for that were great. Yeah. I used to love that. That's the that's what you need for the judging, going back to that. Volante fight. That's what you need. You need these guys that are actually going to take notes and study it before they start writing numbers down. <clears throat> yep. But, yeah. Sadly, this is where we are. Yep. <laughs> this is the world Not, we live in. I get dominated for three rounds and somehow he won two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Judges like that are the are the what they kill the sport. Like it's it's sad but true. Yeah, something's got to be done. I mean, we've been screaming it for years, but I don't have the answers. They need to get the guys like like Eddie and, and John Donaher, like guys like that that can actually watch and see and know what they're looking for, not just guys who watch boxing for 30, 40 years. And know what it looks like when someone gets punched. Oh, he got hit. That's a point away. Oh, he's bleeding. That's a point away. Like, no. No. Yeah. He got punched once and he's bleeding. But then he took the guy down and grabbed him for 20, you know, or for, for, sorry, for, for, yeah, well, 25 minutes. So so he got cut in the first round. Still dominated the fight for five. <laughs> like, why, why, are you, why are you giving him the loss? Like, yeah. We gotta get away from the boxing scoring system. We just have to. Have See, to get Rogan, away from it. Joe Rogan has a lot of good points on the scoring, but the one thing I don't—he says they got the news to get a hundred point system. I think that's gonna be way too confusing for people. Like, because he's talking about you need to start giving like ten points for this, ten points for that, ten points for this. I'm like, I'm hearing it, 
and while I agree with a lot of those points, they just need to find like a mixed martial arts judge. Like just find guys who know what to look for. You you can keep it a ten point system. Just go make it a ten point must. Have a round be ten six or or uh, or nine six or eight six. They don't have to have ten each round. That's that's where it falls apart. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do. I really don't. I mean, if you can give a guy a round of ten eight, why can't you score round ten ten? Like, like the, if I know it's been said a uh, a few times, but the Johnny Hendricks GSP fight round one was a ten ten round. Neither guy GSP was taken down. Johnny Hendricks was taken down. Both guys landed on their feet. Both guys landed on the ground. Like there was never, there wasn't really one fighter that looked better than the other. Right. Like why, why not this go ten ten? Who cares? So there'll be more draws. Well, then we'll figure things out then. You don't know there's gonna be more draws until you start implementing these things. We already started seeing a, a you know, there was an influx of draws when they first went to the new scoring systems with the ten eights. Because one, yeah, one ten eight round completely fucks. Yeah, it, it negates the other two. Yeah. But what happens? The judging adapts, the fighters adapt, they figure things out. That's separate it's the cream rule the cream rises. Yeah, it just makes things fucky for a while. Yeah. Oh well, can't can't be worse than where it's at right now. True story. <laughs> True Story, my friend. <laughs> oh, shit. So what do you got planned for the rest of the day, Ryan? Superhero. Yeah. Daddy-daughter I mean, day. Yeah, we got that. We picked her up this. Uh, she got this Lego set it a while back. It's like a farm thing. And she was putting. She's getting really good at it. So we were at the the store. So we picked her up. Uh, she likes Catwoman and Batgirl. Like not kind of. Uh, she loves the Batman, but she likes the girls, like Poison Ivy, that kind of stuff. Right. So it's a uh, Catwoman, Batgirl, uh, Lego things. Like it has like the Cat Cycle and a Jail thing. So nice. We're put that together. Do that with her. I picked her up. Uh, we're at the store today. We got her. Uh, it's like a learn how to read. So it's five stories in one. So we got like Batman, Superman, The Flash, that kind of stuff. So do some reading of that. Do a That's little cool. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy coloring book. Just have a little daddy daughter day. And then, as uh, any of our listeners that follow me on Facebook have seen, it's uh, Harla's with me and saying, Go Eagles tonight. So go Vikings. Fuck you. Fuck you. I too. know your dad's a Viking fan, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I can take Tom Brady. I can't take the Vikings. Oh, no. Fuck Tom Brady. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck Tom Brady. Fuck him. He's a Michigan boy. Everyone loved him. They wanted him to start. They loved him back then. Bullshit. <laughs> no, when he won his first Super Bowl, that's what everyone said. Exactly. Revisionist history. Nobody wanted Tom Brady when he was here. I don't care what anybody fucking says. They're lying through their goddamn teeth. Nobody. How about Tom Brady almost ended up in my hometown? Because oh, he was drafted by the Montreal Expos to play baseball. Yeah. 
but uh, I was gonna say revisionist oh, history. Uh, my, oh yeah, my, go Jags. My buddy, he uh, he became a huge Patriots fan after their second Super Bowl. So he's called them, you know, diehard since the '80s. You know. Yeah. So, so uh, I've talked to him the other day after the injury, quote unquote, and they're like, "Oh, he's questionable. He's on the injury report." So he's telling me, "He's like, oh, this sucks, man. He's not gonna play. We're we gonna do? We turn to Garoppolo." He's like, like, "Do you honest to God think that Tom Brady's gonna sit at the AFC Championship game because he has a boo boo on his finger?" He's going to Ronnie lot it and rip that digit off if he has to. Like he, This isn't week one. This is like a chance to get your sixth Super Bowl and just walk out of the arena and into Canton. Like He's not going to miss that game. Like Get out of here. Every, everywhere. I go, Patriot stuff everywhere. I look at these guys. I'm like, how long have you been a fan? Oh, whole life. Like, yeah, I can tell by the jersey from 2008. <laughs> Where's the Bledsoe jersey? Where's the Curtis Martin jersey? Curtis Martin played for the Jets. Not always. Nope. Hey, man, I don't own jerseys, but I have been fans of teams since I was a child. That's like, yeah, everyone's like, everyone always says to me, oh, you're a Wings fan. You must love to put the Cubs. Eh? I'm like, oh, I just happened to go up across the river from Detroit. <laughs> like, owning, like, owning jerseys does not depict fandom. To me. It's when they got everything going on. When it's the jerseys, the hats, and everything. That's like with that today. I got, you know, I got a Ray Lewis jersey because I love Ray Lewis. I don't really care for the Ravens if they lose. Oh well. But when you when you're walking out on game day and you're in full attire. The only I only own two jerseys, and they're both hockey jerseys. Neither are Red Wings jerseys. NHL still or no? One is my uh, my Jimmy Pake Muskegon Lumberjack jersey from the eighties. Yeah, I was gonna say if there was like a, like a team like that. Yeah, I've got I've got my like eighty nine fucking Jimmy Pake jersey because he was my favorite Lumberjack. And then he went on to play for Pittsburgh. <laughs> Um, and then I don't even know whose jersey it is. Todd Bobby gave me a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. I don't even remember whose it is because he just has like a ridiculous jersey collection. Right. I've how like for the longest time people would just like get me whatever jersey like just because. I have I have a a dream of owning a Shaquille O'Neal jersey in every team that he played for. Have you ever seen that thing that where they laid the jerseys out and it actually looks like a rainbow? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, because he played with uh, he, he, the Magic were blue, the Lakers were purple and gold, the Celtics are green, the Heat were red, black, uh, Suns were uh, orange. Cavs. Uh, but yeah, they, they they laid this thing out and like Shaquille O'Neal has literally played a rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, I I do have a legitimate goal of. of getting a Shaq jersey and and from every team that he played for. I just never I got have done it. He yeah, was my he was my favorite player. Like that's the yeah, only reason my... why I watched basketball was because of Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a what got me into basketball too was like like the the, the Shaq era like just because like he was like that legend like guy like I, he 
yeah, and because of him, I ended up going back and borderlining on studying stuff from like the 60s, 70s, 80s, and that kind of stuff, like way before my time. And well, they led to my like cherishers. I got the uh, the purple and the gold uh, Magic Johnson notes. Uh, yeah, to me, that's my guy. Like I love, I can watch his highlights nonstop. Like, and where'd Magic go to school? Michigan State University. Michigan State. Yeah, I, I lived in the town that Magic was from for a period of time. Oh, really? Yeah. My dad had a job because my dad was in radio. So I was born in Muskegon. And then we moved to Hazlitt, which is like 10 minutes from Michigan State, 15 minutes from Michigan State, whatever. It's just a Lansing suburb. Uh, we moved there okay. before I turned one. Like I was a, I was still like a, a you know baby. And I lived there until we moved back to Muskegon just before I turned three. So I lived down there for a couple of years. But yeah, my dad had a, a job down there in a radio station. And then his old job wanted him to come back. So they offered him money and we fucking packed up and moved. And here I am back in Muskegon. Where it all began. Where it all began. Yep. What do you up to today? You gonna watch the games or? Um, probably not. Probably just yeah. chill out, play some video games. Um, Go back and see see the uh, uh, Orange County Chopper guys. Yeah, I'll probably throw the fights on at some point. I don't know. I might continue my quest through. I've been uh, <laughs> I've been watching like the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe in order. Oh, nice. Like, just throwing movies on here and there. I started a few weeks ago. But I've got Ant-Man left, and then I'm done with Phase 2. And then I just start with I got Civil War, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, maybe? And then, is Black Panther out now, or is that one No, that out? comes out next month. Okay. That comes out next month. And then it's May for Avengers. um, Avengers. Yeah. Is that Are they doing like that long weekend again? What's that? Is it the May long weekend that that one dropped? No, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of May. Oh, that drops like May 8th or something like that. They're showing Carla the the trailer for that one. And, uh, because she has the Guardians of the Galaxy toys, but there's a Thanos, but they didn't have Ronin. Right, the reason in this in the set, so she knows Thanos, but who? But he, she's never really seen him. Yeah, because he he's comes, only just in there a little bit. Yeah, so he comes on the screen for the Avengers part, and she's like, oh, "Daddy, Thanos!" <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. So excited! I was like, "Oh man!" Like, like four years. She just under. She'd be like. I think like two weeks away then, I guess, because her birthday is usually around the long weekend. So I'm like, is four okay to take a kid to see the Avengers? I'll tell <laughs> you. I'll tell you if it's if it won't freak her out because I, you know, I'll be seeing it opening week. Yeah, you'll be there opening night, yeah. You know, I'll be there opening night, so I'll I'll give you the thumbs up or thumbs down on whether it's something she should or shouldn't see. I know it's going to be pretty fucking wild. Oh. I didn't, I didn't tell you yet. Okay, so the listeners don't know the background of it. So a couple nights ago, 
My wife was putting Carla to bed. Carla said, I'm sorry, Jeff, I know you heard this the other oh, night. Oh, no, that's fine. You should tell it. Says, hey, can you go on this side? And Kara goes, okay. And, Mommy, can you stack the pillows on this side higher? Kara goes, okay, what's wrong? She goes, I don't want the clown to get me. And Kara's like, what do you mean? And from what I've deducted is I was probably watching like some sports station, and she walked into the room when I had left. Because I don't know, like she doesn't watch any stations that would show the commercials. Right. She's just with my wife. I was uh, on the TV. The big brother was in bed, and the little brother wanted to, to uh, or and he's making the little brother a boat, and the and the little brother put it in the water, and it went really really fast, and he chased it, and he fell, uh, and the boat went in this rectangle, and the clown was there, and like okay, so she's freaked out about it. All right. So this morning, I'm in bed sleeping. And she comes into the bed and starts jumping on the bed, and she goes, Pennywise, Pennywise, Pennywise. And I looked at my wife, I'm like, what's she saying? She goes, is she saying Pennywise? Like, that's what I heard. She goes, what's that? I'm like, that's the clown from It. That's its name. She goes, where did you hear that, Carla? She goes, I don't know. So, any listeners, if if you don't hear from me for a couple of days, there's like a... There's something going on in this building. I don't know. We'll keep. But, yeah. I'll keep everyone posted. We got a bed going pantywise. I'm like, ah, no, <laughs> no. Daddy's got a shotgun and just sit at the kitchen table all night. Right. Fuck Jesus. that clown. <laughs> Fuck that like, clown. She saw it was like the beginning scene that was so generic, and all of a sudden she knows the name. She can't read. So, I have the original on DVD, so she can't read the back of it. Right. Only could like see it. I've I've never talked about it because I don't want to mention anything like that in front of her. But yeah, she knows the clown's name somehow. I I, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that, that there's a there's an update. When I told her, her eyes just opened her jaw and dropped a bit. I'm like, I'm just going to hide under these covers for a little bit. Yeah, that's freaky, man. It's like those stories here with the kid telling the mom, like, oh, that's my friend over in the closet. And then the, they found out that the kid, like, burned to death in the house and he was found in the closet, like, from, like, decades earlier. I'm like, like, did, did someone actually try to live it and live here at one point? Yeah. Is there anything we need to know? Yeah. <laughs> Start turning on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> did you she see the red wig? Yeah. Man. <laughs> oh, she come. If she comes in, oh, actually, she has a red wig too. Ironically enough, I oh. that. And I just myself out. Oh, Emily got it for for Christmas because she likes poison ivy. She got her a red wig. <laughs> I wish I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Don't don't wake up and punch your kid. Like you said I punched Connor today. Right. Kara wanted family selfie. So I'm holding Carla and she's holding Connor and I went to go put my arms around them both and he moved his head back. It wasn't a hard one, it was just like a like a you know, you gently Put your arm around someone. Yeah, but yeah. I clocked him in the in the temple. <laughs> Starts crying. There was what happened. I'm like, well, I don't know. She goes, 
Are you okay? I'm like, I punched him. Like, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, I blasted, I didn't punch him, but when my nephew was probably four, maybe five, um, they had a Nintendo Wii. And we were playing, okay. we were playing Wii baseball, but they had oh. these little controller holders that were like, one was a baseball bat. There was a tennis racket and all this oh, shit. Yeah. So you could really feel like you were playing whatever. I had the baseball bat. No. And I just one-handed, just swung with one hand. And he was standing too close. And I I mean, it was a soft plastic, thankfully. But I busted him in the head. <laughs> you took it back yet? It was like there's two little chicklets in the in the bat. <laughs> like I didn't get him shit. in the mouth. I got him like in the side oh, or the back of the head. Yeah, oh, no, no. Luckily, I didn't. I didn't bust a face or anything. But it was it was just his head. <laughs> I think the kid goes to school with two black eyes and a broken nose. What happened? Oh, he was hanging out with his uncle. Yeah. His uncle beat him up <laughs> with a baseball bat. Oops! I was just toughening the oh. kid up. That's it, right? You gotta toughen up somehow. It's my job, just to make that kid tough. I mean, like I said, I was telling you and Raph the other night, like, Connor's trying to walk, and Carly gave him a bulldog trying to help him. Yep. What's a little a light punch from Dad? Oh, I used to torture my nephew, man. Because... And the children's service is knocking on my door and this episode drops. <laughs> <laughs> kid, my one kid's afraid of clowns, my other kid's getting beaten up. <laughs> he used to think he's tough. And so he'd always try to wrestle me. And I'm like, oh, why, no. why are you going to try to wrestle me? You don't know shit. And so, like, I'd get him to the ground. I'd throw the hooks in. I'd stretch his ass out. Stu Hart style. Yeah, dude. I put him in, uh, I put him in, a, in a twister once. Oh, no way. Well, because that's just, that, that's a move I, I, I grew up knowing it's how a, to do. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah you, it's, a, it's a basic wrestling move. Yeah, well, it, advanced wrestling move but yeah it's well, a wrestling it's, move it's, i mean like yeah it's shit we learned so yeah i fucking i stretched his ass out one time doing a twister i didn't lock my hands i just had my hand underneath his head he was like 14 it wasn't like i was doing it to a five-year-old but like you like that you like that i still dude <laughs> even now i just i just like go for pressure points I get the one on his neck to his shoulder. It's shit my dad used to do to me. My dad used to torture me with that shit. <laughs> and so, like, he'll he'll try to, like, collar and elbow tie up with me, and I'll just grab it and just drop him. Or he'll let me get – I'll get in either, like, an, an underhook or an overhook and get one and just grind my knuckles into his rib cage. Shit like that. Love it. Tough, toughen him up. I love the kid, but he gets mouthy sometimes, and I got to show him what's up. He thinks because I'm old that he can kick my ass. Jesus. Like, you hear the screaming that's happening right now? Yeah. I figure someone's having a good that. time, or there's a... They're doing pokey. Okay. I can hear the pokey playing. <laughs> guarantee the carrot's holding popcorn, just, like, dipping him in and out. And, like, he loves, like, whenever there's music on, like, he just starts, like... It's almost like he's having a seizure. Because his whole body, it's not like a lane dancing. I wish it was that. He just shakes. His whole body just shakes. <laughs> like, he just imagine what's going on out there right now. 
<laughs> we can wrap oh, her up, man. You can go go enjoy right. your daddy daughter day. Let me uh oh, Yeah. Thanks for having just... me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It's fun. Definitely. I, I, I enjoy Tell it. Kara. I'm gonna try to talk with Jeff today. We're gonna do a little show. So since you stopped in the show, you've become more regular than before. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not obligated anymore. It's just when you have time. I said, like, I said, as I said to him, like, I'm the only person in the world that can fail at quitting. Yeah. <laughs> but then I reminded her it wasn't quitting. It was just stepping, stepping back. back. Yeah. Well, and you would even said, you know, when, when you told me, you were like, I can probably do it, you know, once or twice a month. Fine. Yeah, I'm so committed to like, helping it with the page and all that kind exactly. of Exactly. Oh, like, dude, yeah. Oh, it's just like the the twice a week. It was just adding up, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was still get on here. I just want to talk. Exactly. That's why I said you know it wasn't you were you weren't leaving. You were just taking a step back, and you were the door is open at any point in time. You just say, "Hey, I want to come on tonight." Okay. Even if the door's closed, I have the key. Exactly. Even if the door's closed, you got the key. <laughs> And it works. The three of us work together well. That's fun. Yeah. Three amigos. Three amigos, exactly. We got more international flavor now. We have we have a French Canadian and we have a <laughs> brass representing like, for the Hispanic community. We're straight up North America right now. That's right. We're just three white guys. <laughs> well, two white guys. <laughs> Raphael's not white. No, 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 before. Oh, before, yeah. <laughs> Before we were Never very mind. white. Well, it was terrible because we was three white guys, and one of us got the nickname the Grand Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Was, we've come a long way since those days. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to, well, now you have a shaved head. Before, you know, two of us had were bald. So, and I know you can't really tell, but the beard is slowly growing in now. Oh, I can see it. Yeah. yeah. This is the year. Jumping on the dark side. Yeah. I do it every every year this time. I grow it out, and then I just have fun with facial hair for the rest of the year. That's <laughs> your potato head. <laughs> I have to. It keeps my face protected. Well, Ryan, I'm glad you got to uh, participate on a Sunday session. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, always. It's always a blast. You, uh, you go and you enjoy the rest of your daddy-daughter day. Yeah, definitely. I have, you know, can't wait. We got oh, man. Like, uh, Wonder Woman cape. Who knows? Like, my possibilities are endless at this point. Break up my last two of truth. You need a tiara. Well, you don't think I don't got one? I know you got one. I just want to see you <laughs> wear it. Oh, those pictures are hidden. Well, tell Kara she can send one to me. I won't put it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it will never go public. Yeah, right. I would. Mean, I, got, I would never I, do that to you. You, ha- I, if I say that I'm not going to do something, I won't do it. I just want it for personal. Oh, you, you know me. Like, I got no shame. If I'm having a tea party, I will. I'll. There's no reason to have shame. It's your daughter. If your daughter wants you to put on a dress, you put on a goddamn dress and a hat, and you become Mrs. Nesbitt. And then I also put the lipstick on just because. That's right. That's just a bonus because you want to. This Delphire got shit on me. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> where we're closing this one out. For Ryan, I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys for tuning in for another Sunday session. We'll see you on Tuesday when we're back for UFC 220 breakdown. Now I'm jacking up. Ah! And I know why. Turn this shit off. Yeah, hey, no, because I got high. Because I got high. Hey, do that again.
that over, because man. Come like on, man. Don't, no, 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 come on, no, no, no. Come on, man. Go, go, go. I messed up go, my entire go, life go, because I got high. Go, uh, go. 